What makes our country great is the legislative system put in place to protect our freedoms, with lawyers ensuring justice for our nation's citizens. Tune in as top legal experts come together to discuss all things law on The Legal Network. Hi, I'm Alicia Dale, and welcome to The Legal Network podcast. Today we have Matthew Kerbis, who has a very unique way of approaching building a legal practice. We're happy to have you here today. All right. Well, I'm so happy to be here. What could I say? I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. This is fantastic. So what I understand, um, and you like to be called Kerbis because Matthew is such a popular name, so that's very distinguishing for you. So I'll I'll refer to you as Kerbis. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, from what I understand is you're using a subscription-based model for the law practice, which is very unique. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So... um, you know, life is all about branding and your brand, right? And so while I'm certainly not the first attorney to try out the subscription model, mm-hmm. I am the first attorney who's claimed the title of the subscription attorney. Uh, <laughs> and so... Um, What's but, the distinction? Yeah, yeah. And, and so just, um, you know, most attorneys will bill by the hour or bill mm-hmm. contingency. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason behind that is because you know, they went to law school, it was really expensive. Mm-hmm. And at least most recent grads, myself included, graduated with a lot of student loan debt. Right. So they think, well, that's the way it's been done. So I'm going to go out and I'm either going to open my own shop or go work for another firm that bills hundreds of dollars an hour. I mean, and if you get into highly specialized areas like antitrust, you're looking at a thousand or thousands of dollars an hour, right? right? Uh, personal injury attorneys will take a third, that's contingency, but the mm-hmm. person then only gets ends up with about a third because the other third goes to medical bills and and those debts um, as part of the settlement. So I decided that that wasn't wasn't good enough for me and that wasn't good Mm -hmm. enough for clients. And so I had to find a way to do things differently and I looked at other industries and subscriptions were picking up steam and I thought there has to be a way to do this for the legal profession. And and then I I went out to to, uh, design a way to do that. I admire that so much. I mean, you took it some. You took a look at something that's not working for anybody. Mm-hmm. So you go to school, you come out with a mountain of debt, mm-hmm. and no way to get a job, or you're not. You really don't have the skills to get the job that you need to pay back that debt, and you're kind of drowning. And it doesn't work for the clients because the clients can't afford to pay the fee. So nobody's being served. And you took a look at that and said, "Hey, there's a better way to do it," and jumped in to start to do it. I I find that so interesting and admirable. Well, well, you know, it was, um, uh, I like to thank my mom and dad um, because they raised me to care about giving back. I'd like to thank them too. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 well, but, but seriously, it's just, it was instilled in me. Seriously. And, and, and so I, <laughs> so, so I, uh, I, I mean, I, it, beyond just having the practice yeah. that's more affordable, I also have a podcast called Law Subscribed. Right. Uh, the law firm is Subscription Attorney, LLC, the, but the podcast is Law Subscribed, and that's to teach other lawyers how to do it too and to interview lawyers who are doing innovative things in the profession. So it's also a great way for me to learn. Actually, yeah. the podcast came first because mm-hmm. I figured, hey, I'm learning, right? so I might as well interview some innovative attorneys and then put it out there That's and see if great. other attorneys can do it too. So I learned first from the podcast, though I, I kind of, I, um, I, I, I front loaded a lot of the interviews. I didn't actually end up publishing them really till I launched my practice, but, mm-hmm. um, but it was a great way to uh, hopefully 
changed the profession. I even recently, at the time that we're recording, I'm a couple months into my first sponsor of the podcast. Oh, so that's exciting too. So it's finally making a that little a little bit of money. The podcast makes a little bit of money. Good for you. Yeah. Well, and what a great way to build content, tr- uh, test things out. But what I'm finding from my peers and, and colleagues that have graduated law schools, they don't necessarily want to do it the way it's currently done. And I have a friend with a mm-hmm. really great background, but she chose a middle market firm so that she could spend time with her family, not work so many hours Mm -hmm. and have that kind of quality life. So again, it's not really working for everybody, but people have um, biases or preconceived notions of how to work with attorneys. Mm -hmm. I mean, we basically our own only experiences, you know, some kind of crisis that happens to you and that's your first exposure. And you might've seen a lawyer on TV, Mm -hmm. but they have no idea and they're kind of afraid to call, Mm -hmm. but your model changes that. Yes, and so you're exactly right. Uh, You've hit the nail on the head. Um, Most lawyers charge a premium price for Mm -hmm. big problem solving. Because guess what? You've already had your big problem. And if you're, if, if mm-hmm. when you're in the, in the industry like me, I listen to so many legal podcasts, including marketing ones. I still learn things, but a lot of it is like uh, you need to put yourself out there so that when somebody's pain point is so bad, they have no choice but to pay you $500 an hour. This right? is not a happy experience. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. But, but that's like that's what marketers, legal marketers are teaching lawyers on how to market themselves. I just completely reject that. I've essentially built the anti-law firm. All my (laughs) prices are on my website. I think there's maybe, I've come across a few more now who do that. So like there's maybe 10 of us who like put all of our pricing on our website. And and I, since I'm just me and I'm leveraging technology up the wazoo, Mm -hmm. I could charge very low prices and scale and represent more people. And that's the way that I'm able to make it work. Right. And what I like about it and the price point, entry price point is $19.99 a month. $20 a month. Yeah. $20 a month. But what that does is encourages the phone calls or encourages asking and understanding. And so many people are becoming small businesses owner, owners mm-hmm. now, the gig economy, I'd say mm-hmm. 50%. People have side hustles. They don't know how to set things up or a legal, legal structure. Um, so many questions that they have. And one thing I heard you say on one of your podcasts was um, if somebody had a question about pet insurance, they could call you. I just brought my dogs in for a visit to the vet. It was like a three-page contract. Yeah. And they wanted like a next of kin. I was like, I don't know, would you call 911? Or, I mean, but I would love to, you know, have somebody to say, do I really have to sign this to just get like care for my dog? I just want, right. and, I just want a vaccine. You know? and, and the traditional model is you can maybe have a one free consultation with an mm-hmm. attorney, but they're probably not going to give you legal advice because they don't mm-hmm. want to establish an attorney client relationship anyway. So like, yeah. is it really a free consultation? Right. And then you're going to have to pay them at a minimum. I've seen as low as $250 an hour to right. review a three page contract and talk to you. And every single communication and all the time they spent reviewing it is right. all going to be billed in, in six minute increments. That's not a relationship that you want to have with somebody. So for me, like I said, all my pricing is transparent, you know, $20 a month. And to even that level of subscriber, it's $50 a page, no hidden prices. That includes all communications. It's just $50 a page. I'll explain everything. I'll give recommendations. Uh, I I don't negotiate on your behalf because most people don't need that. But a lot of lawyers want to do it all or nothing. And I think, and the state of Illinois and many other states now are allowing unbundling of legal services. And so that's what I do. Mm. I completely unbundle and unravel all the different aspects of it to make Mm. it as affordable as possible. Now, if you know, you want to, the benefits of the subscription model are, if you want to bundle, 
rebundle some together. That's what my subscription packages are for. I have I have three buckets: individuals, freelancers, and businesses. And so within those buckets are two or three options of of pre-bundled legal services that I offer that you get a discount than if you just do a la carte, which is right. what anyone could do who hires me. Well, and I bet it's so much more beneficial for you to get the information, get the phone call when it's an inquiry and not a crisis. And it's also more beneficial for the person. And my guess, too, is if you can't do it, then you have a network of people who you can refer to or um, because it reminds me of like Mm -hmm. somebody who's got a lawyer in the family and that person who might be a real estate lawyer is now your PI (laughs) contact or your family lawyer Mm -hmm. or and they're not necessarily qualified for it. Well, um, well, your guesses are spot on. I mm-hmm. mean, you're 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 absolutely right. Like, and and so, um, so you're right. I, I'm I'm involved in the American Bar Association and local mm-hmm. bar associations. So I can't do everything. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't do litigation. One of the ways I'm able to offer affordable pricing is because I'm pretty much always at my computer. And uh-huh. so I could always pick up the phone or hop on a Zoom or answer a question. I make my yeah. sure I'm available. But if I have to be in court all the time, then I can't do that. But we are working on ways to make litigation more predictable and affordable too. Wow. But, 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 but like you said, it's problem avoidance, not problem solving. And so when somebody mm. calls me ahead of time because they're already paying me and they don't have to worry if I'm gonna bill them for talking to them, then we could help, we, I could help them avoid a problem so it doesn't turn into a big expensive things. The courts are less clogged up, which is great for yeah, everybody. Great for everyone. Right? Taxpayer dollars go down. Really, I'm just trying to save people taxes, Alicia. That's what I'm trying to do. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I can imagine your, your phone is ringing off the hook now. I know that um, you use technology so people go onto their website. If they're not so tech savvy, because, you know, that might be intimidating to some people, do you, like, kind of give them a little overview of here's how it works and, you know, let let me uh, allow you to use this technology so it can be efficient for you and efficient for me? Yeah, yeah uh, excellent question. So I do my best to meet people where they are. Yeah. But I do, I, I am optimizing for automations, right? So, mm-hmm. so if somebody goes to my website, the very first button that they see that they could click on is just to schedule a 15-minute chat with me. It's not so a, they push the button and then everything else happens. Like the phone call is arranged, the time. Well, they 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 pick. It's it, I use Calendly, so I integrate Calendly uh-huh. with my website, and so they'll they'll see dates and times where I'm already available. And is it a telephone call or is it a Zoom call where they see you? So I give them the option right now, but mm-hmm. if I have any reason to doubt that this is a real human being, <laughs> but like I've also, I've represented people across uh, the ocean in the UK who have been purchasing real estate in uh, in oh. Illinois. And so like for that instance, I wanted to meet them on video to make sure, sure. I wasn't working with a fraudster or a scammer, right? Mm. Uh, and to make sure they weren't trying to engage in any kind of money laundering. And if they're mm. willing to appear on camera, the yeah. risk of that goes down. Good. And so. In certain situations, I might require that they do a Zoom meeting, mm-hmm. um, but even just in general, mm-hmm. if they want to, I, I prefer somebody use Zoom and keep their video off because the calls can be encrypted that way where they can't be over the phone. So I'm also very careful oh. about preserving attorney-client privilege. I have a nice. client portal. So this goes back to your question of yes. using the technology. So just like you sign into a social media profile with two-factor mm-hmm. authentication, I have a client portal that clients sign into. So when they message mm-hmm. me on there, it's it's more encrypted and protected than mm-hmm. just through email, which is unencrypted. So I right. want to do everything I can to preserve attorney-client privilege. I am happy to coach clients through using the client portal. I have clients in their 60s using the client portal. Uh, right. But what I do need to do 
and you've just reminded me at this interview is I do need to record some tutorials for like how to use it. And then that way I could just do it once and share the video. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. The tutorial is a great idea. And it's really not, um, it's, it's just, you know, who's tech savvy and who's not. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've, I've shown people how to use like different technology and it's mm-hmm. just a little walkthrough. Mm-hmm. And I could imagine that might be intimidating for somebody, yeah. but when they learn how to do it, then it's great because they can access you when you're available and, and have that. And, and, you know, I, with my work with the law, I would have people call. I did some work with a personal injury lawyer, and I become a bit of a vigilante. Like, if I see a slip, trip, and fall, or if I see anybody, <laughs> I'm like, you need to go to the doctor. You need to call someone. They're like, no. You know, they have this whole barrier about how they want to be nice. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not about being nice. It's about five more physical therapy sessions. It's about being healthy. It's about getting what you can get and, and taking care of yourself. And it's a simple phone call, and, and you're not being bad or mean to anyone. Right. And, and, and the, the thing about that, that reminds me. The thing about the law is it's the operating society, uh, the operating system of our society, right? I love and, the and way be, that's put. Yeah, and we, we were all using it all the time, and right. and a lot of it is just words. And everyone, you know, most people could read. You yeah. know, I think the average reading level is like an eighth grade level, right? Sure. And so most people could read. And there's been a movement in the legal profession, even in law school now, uh-huh. even ten years ago, of write so that everyone can read it in plain sure. language, or so, so everyone can un- not just read it but understand it. But even mm-hmm. then, it's hard to appreciate the context. And so people mm-hmm. also are hesitant to call a lawyer, not just because they're expensive, but because they are, they're like, well, I could read. I could read the contract and I could understand right. it. And you and, and you can to a certain mm-hmm. extent, mm-hmm. but then you have to think about, well, what happens if, you know, if there's a breach of contract? You right. know, who's liable? What happens in court? What happens with all the other things that aren't considered in the contract? Because mm-hmm. you're only focusing on what you're reading. Well, what about all the omissions? Mm-hmm. And so what lawyers are really good at is we're really good at solving those problems preemptively in contracts in for personal injury situations where you're like, well, I'm interacting in, in society all day. I fell. Sure. Like I could handle this on my own. And yeah, you could, but it's really important to at least talk to somebody who's an expert in it. Like, right. And, and, and lawyers are, are very guilty of this too. Lawyers are like, well, I'm a writer. I could write. <laughs> so like, so they might think, well, I do legal writing. I could write a book. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not a book writer. You're a legal writer. So, you know, that's why they would go to, you know, to you. Right. Sure. So it's important that, you know, people that lawyers need to be accessible with their pricing. So people aren't afraid to hire them as an expert in legal stuff, in helping Mm -hmm. them with the operating system of society. Mm -hmm. And what I really like about that is it it serves everyone. Mm -hmm. It serves the client. It serves the attorney. It changes the the field in a way that's really not working right now. Mm -hmm. It's not working optimally. Um, And I love your words about, you know, that's why I'm so fascinated by the laws is, you know, ideally the law would equate with justice. And once we understand it and we use it in the right best way, that would be the best implementation of it. Right, right. And, you know, access to justice is not the same thing as access to lawyers. Exactly. But it it is a start. It's a start. (laughs) Yeah, it's a start. And and with your work and making it more uh, reasonable and and educating people, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully those phone calls will start coming in and we'll be more protected. Yeah, yeah, let's hope so. Because I'm only licensed in Illinois, uh-huh, <laughs> so we're trying uh-huh. to I'm trying to build a network through law subscribed of of affordable attorneys uh, across licensing jurisdictions. Well, that's a thing that people often don't understand too: the difference between state law and federal law. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned that you're dealing with people from out of the country who are buying real estate here. 
that's really fascinating. So that's governed by state law? Yeah, yeah. If it's happening here, that's the jurisdiction where the transaction is taking place. Mm. Illinois law will govern that transaction. And so, mm. uh, but but like, for example, like my model is mostly a state law-based model, but mm-hmm. the subscription model started in the legal profession with trademarks because it's a federal practice. So you could be licensed right. in Georgia and you could represent clients anywhere with their trademarks or intellectual property and also trademark a trademark attorney helps clients with ongoing brand protect, protection, cease and desist letters, those sure, kinds of things. So, sure. th- so there's a sort of a natural fit of ongoing services. So that's where the subscription model started. But I think it started like $1,000 an hour. So unless mm-hmm. your business is doing well enough that you could afford that, mm-hmm. it's still kind of not affordable for somebody just starting out. And while I don't right. do intellectual property law yet, right. I am networked with, with a handful of intellectual property attorneys who do uh, who do that on a subscription or flat fee basis. So I'm able to try to refer clients to more affordable legal help if I don't solve that problem for them. Well, that seems to be especially prevalent now with all the creativity there is in the mm-hmm. marketplace. I mean, creativity seems to be our asset now. So it's an asset that you want to protect, mm-hmm. right? Or a- be absolutely. able to leverage or build upon. Absolutely. Um, and if it's cost prohibitive to do that, I mean, I, I had an experience like that with a business partner and um, we got a cease and desist letter. We didn't have any money to fight it, so we just changed our name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we did. But it might have been for the best anyway. It probably was for the best. I think it was. You know, it's like we didn't have money to go fighting this. And, and our brand wasn't big enough to try to protect it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But once the more successful you get, the bigger of a target you become, mm-hmm. correct? You were big mm-hmm. enough that you received a cease and desist. Yeah, that's flattering, <laughs> I guess. You were doing something right. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe they should have hired you instead. Like, And that's the thing. Like, Sometimes like as an attorney where I, I problem solve for people, I try to resolve situations. When I'm not billing by the hour, mm-hmm. I'm incentivized to get to a result instead mm-hmm. of drag it out as long as possible so I can make more money. Mm-hmm. And so like, if a situation like that did arise, I would maybe advise, if I was the one setting the cease and, and desist, I was like, well, what are they doing? Is what they're doing valuable? Maybe you want to hire these people. <laughs> Yeah. If I'm advising the company, right? So what are the areas of law that would be kind of your sweet spot that people would call you for? Small business would be a clear one. Right, right. So pretty much uh, anything that a small business owner might might handle. Mm -hmm. um, And what's the definition of small business? I mean, they're, 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 is it they're, by revenue? <laughs> is it number of employees? Is it? It's uh, it's sort of. I talk to the small business owner, and we figure out is it still a small <laughs> business. So, like one of my clients, one of my clients is a three hundred person company, uh, but at least in their industry, they're relatively small. Okay. Right? And so, like it's sometimes so it's a subjective specific. definition. It, yeah. It, I feel like we're in law already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Every lawyer's answer to every it question. It depends. Yes, you know, you know. I feel so sorry for you. You've worked with too many lawyers. <laughs> So it, the definition of small business depends on the business and the industry, and you would work that out case by case with the person. Right, right. Okay. And, and really, my my titles of like the, the the pricing on my website are just made up, right? Like small, medium, large size business. It's just right. how what are your legal needs? Mm-hmm. And we're going to figure that out. And if they fit squarely into one mm-hmm. of my prepackaged things, mm-hmm. great. If not, I'm happy to customize a subscription for somebody. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but, but it's just yeah. ge- general transactional practice, a mm-hmm. lot of contract law, whether that's commercial contracts, business contracts, real estate contracts, both leases and and purchases mm. for commercial and residential. I mean, r- since I'm, I'm about to hit my one year anniversary at the time of this recording and just a very few weeks exciting. away. Yes, Congratulations. I know. Thank you. Very exciting. And so <laughs> I'm still figuring out if I'm going to have a niche. My niche right now is that yeah. I think I might be the most affordable attorney in America, at least in Illinois. Uh-huh, and and uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. I, I don't have the data to back that up. But um, but like that's my niche, right? And and so I'm, I'm affordability, I'm accessible. 
uh, and I'm trying to do that for a lot of different things. But I have my legal ethics I have to make sure I'm complying with. So I make sure I'm, I'm doing a lot of CLEs. I'm keeping up to date with all, mm-hmm. the, all, all any changes in law. I'm doing more and more employment litigate, uh, not litigation, employment uh, law type situations, separation agreements, employment agreements. Oh, um, yeah. Huge right now. Very big mm-hmm. prenups, right? Most people getting married now are children of divorce and they want to avoid right. bad divorces in the future. So prenups are actually good business for me right now. I heard postnups are really popular too. Uh, if the circumstances are right in Illinois, um, you could do a postnup. You need a little extra consideration, oh. which is not something that you that you, you need for a prenup. But uh, And we call them premarital agreements and postmarital agreements oh, okay. in Illinois. But like for most people, it's prenup, postnup. And, um, and, uh, and it's, uh, you know, if somebody inherits a lot of money or inherits sure. a home, then that would be a good reason to do a post-nup. But, um, sure. but yeah, it's, it's really, I, I don't want to limit myself in terms of practice here. Now, as long as it's not criminal law or taking something to court, I could probably help somebody with right. something. Right. And you could probably point them in the right direction if, if, if you're not the right person. Exactly. So if somebody wants to find you, how do they find you? I know you have a podcast and you have a <laughs> website and, and how do, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, really the easiest way to reach me is on LinkedIn. That's where I'm okay. most active on social media. I highly recommend they follow me. My DMs are open. If you click the bell on LinkedIn, that's how they could okay. stay up to date with all my posts where I post about my firm and my podcast. But oh, the, great. The law firm is subscriptionattorney.com. Okay. And it's really easy to schedule time to talk with me there. Uh-huh. And, and lawsubscribe.com is the podcast website. And from there, you could subscribe to whichever podcast platform that you prefer to listen to. Well, thank you for your time today. I know that you helped a lot of people just by being so transparent and talking about the process because it's it's something that people generally are kind of afraid to ask about. Well, I was happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me. 